guys, welcome to a brand new year, 2016, and this is episode 137 of SwiftCast. This is Steph, Ashley, and Adam. And we hope you all had a great holiday and a happy new year. We're very excited to be back, as promised. We have an exciting episode that will cover all of our favorite moments from 2015. And we also, on our very last episode of 2015, talked about our thoughts for the new music video for Out of the Woods. And Adam predicted that it would be released on New Year's Eve or New Year's Day, and he was correct. So that was pretty cool. And we're going to be talking about not only our favorite moments from 2015, but also the new video. Yeah, I think I predicted either Christmas Day or New Year's Day or New Year's Eve. So I had a couple guesses, but I was right. And uh, it was cool. I'm glad she debuted it on the New Year's Rockin' Eve show and Ryan Seacrest introduced it. So I'm glad she did it then. Yeah, it made New Year's Eve exciting. My thought that I had while watching it was, what if a year from now, next New Year's Eve, she's back on TV singing her new hit single? I was thinking the same thing, because some of the acts who did perform in Times Square, I didn't really like that much, but I had to watch to see Out of the Woods, so I was thinking, wow, I hope next year's better and Taylor is back. Before we get into our look back at 2015, we want to give you some of the recent news that happened over the holidays. So we will jump right into Keeping Up With Swift. Our first piece of news is very exciting. Fearless, Taylor's second album, has now sold over 7 million copies in the United States. Wow. I'm kind of surprised it took this long, but then I guess with all the other albums, some of the others get forgotten. Yeah, although I do think people who just now discovered Taylor, can you imagine being able to go back and finding all of her music and then just listening to it all at once. Oh my gosh, that would be like complete overload. Yeah, but very exciting for them. So hopefully people will keep discovering Taylor's older music and listening to it. Well, that's sort of why I always thought that she should be more open to playing more unknown older songs during her shows. And a lot of the ones that I was said I was hoping for this past year weren't even really that unknown, but she really, you know, tried to stick to 15 and You Belong With Me and Mean, which people know. But I always thought that a great benefit could be people would really like some of the older songs like Tim McGraw or Fearless or White Horse or, I mean, there's so many others. And then that that would cause them to go home and buy these other albums. Oh, yeah. Especially because at tour, when she would say... I have a feeling some of you have been here before, have seen me live and tour before, and then everybody would scream. And then she would say, and I'm also guessing for some of you, this is the first time you're seeing me. And I thought for some dates, the screams were louder for people who were seeing her for the first time ever. On one hand, it's awesome that people who were seeing her for the first time knew every single word to 1989 and didn't just need to hear her hits like some artists do at concerts these days. But then on the other hand, like Ashley said, it would be really cool for people who are seeing her for the first time live to hear some of these older songs that are great and people can go home and download them. And in more album sales news, 1989 has sold over 9 million copies around the world. Wow. In just over a year. And it still keeps selling. You see those tweets on your timeline about 
you know, in the past week, her sales were this number of albums. And it's crazy that still over a year later, people are still buying it. And it's going to continue to keep going. And it'll be over 10 million at some point in the near future. I would guess by this time next year, it will be at at least 13 million, if not more. Yeah. And right around the holidays, there's a Twitter account. It's called Chart News. It releases sales numbers each week. And right around the holidays, 1989 sold 118,000 just in a week. And if you look at sales numbers for first weeks for some new albums, they don't even hit 118,000. So I thought that was crazy, but awesome. And speaking of Taylor breaking all kinds of records, in the first week of the 1989 World Tour Live being available to stream on Apple Music, the video was streamed over 2 million times. My thought when I read that number is, I wonder how many of those times consisted of people that had issues like some of us did that had to keep starting it over and over again. Yes, I had to start mine over probably five times, but I was okay with it if it was helping increase the number of streams. And I wonder when I saw that number, just speculating, I wonder if it was sold as a DVD, like at Target and Best Buy and stores, how many sales it would have gotten. Yeah, we've talked about how many sales Speak Now World Tour had. And it, it definitely did not sell over $2 million. I think that if 1989 were a physical CD, DVD, it would have sold a lot the first week. Maybe not a million, but definitely a lot. I still have hope that it will be available at some point. Yeah, and if you missed out, we talked all about the video on our last episode, episode 136. And we hope that you all have had time to watch the video a lot. If you haven't watched it yet, then sign up for a free three-month trial with Apple Music, and you can watch it as many times as you want for those three months. And then if you really like Apple Music, you can continue with the service for $10 a month. And also, just as a helpful tip, if you're having a hard time getting the video to play and it keeps stopping like I had that issue... Apple Music does allow you to download it to your computer so that you can watch it without having to rely on the internet. So you can Google how to do that, and that's a way to get it to work if it's not playing for you. Another tip I just recently discovered within the last week is if you change the definition of the video to one below the highest quality, then I completely stopped having issues with it stopping. I think maybe my internet wasn't as strong as it could be, and that's why I was having a lot of problems. And our next piece of news, Taylor wrapped up 2015 on Instagram with 590,164,211 likes. Wow. At first, I thought that number was followers. I was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, that's a lot of likes. I mean, I know she had some of the top most liked photos on all of Instagram. And I think she had the most gained followers in the past year. I think she went from something like 10 or 15 million up to over 60 million in the past year. Yeah, I think that's right. She's definitely over 60 million now. 61.4 million. And she only follows 82 people. (laughs) Instagram did this cool feature this year where they do hashtag 2015 best nine. And it shows your nine most liked photos. And for Taylor, she had a lot of really good ones. She had the photo of the flowers Kanye West sent to her. 
a photo of her and Calvin on the 4th of July, a photo of Taylor with Meredith, where Taylor said that Meredith looked like she was allergic to joy, a photo of Taylor with a kangaroo, a photo with Olivia on Taylor's table looking like a meerkat and Taylor's leaning over looking at her. So cute. And then the photo of Taylor as a little kid with her surprise face. She posted that on her birthday. Taylor as Olaf at the final U.S. show in Tampa. Taylor as an elf, wondering why no one called her on her elf phone. And then one of my favorites, the one with Olivia sleeping on top of Taylor. And a lot of these photos I remember definitely got well over 2 million likes. Well, Taylor rang in 2016 in Las Vegas, where she was watching Calvin perform a New Year's Eve show at Omnia Nightclub. And there were a couple couple of pictures that surfaced, and it looked like she was having a really good time. And although Taylor was in Vegas, as we mentioned earlier, her video for Out of the Woods was released on New Year's Rockin' Eve, which was in Times Square, New York. And it was such a big deal. Everybody was talking about it. It was trending worldwide on Twitter for hours after the video was premiered. And it was just a really cool platform for Taylor to have the video premiere this way. She's been doing some really unique things this year with premiering videos, whether it's on the Billboard Awards or the VMA Awards, and now we have New Year's Rockin' Eve. So the video, as we know, it was shot in New Zealand back when Taylor was on tour for 1989 there. And the only thing we knew about the video beforehand was we saw Taylor was on this beach, and that was really all we knew. It was in New Zealand, it was on a beach. We knew there was a tank of water that she was swimming in, which made some people think maybe the video was going to be for clean instead of Out of the Woods. But it was for Out of the Woods, and this video was directed again by Joseph Kahn. Who is very subtle about it. <laughs> he is. He had been tweeting for weeks that he was working on hashtag my abs. He always gives each video a different hashtag. What were the other ones? Pancake commercial? Yeah. Yeah, that was bad blood, I think. I think he did something about toothpaste. I think so. So at this point, Joseph Kahn has directed Blank Space, Bad Blood, Wildest Dreams, and now Out of the Woods. And I can see now that I've seen the video why Joseph had to work so hard on this video. He was tweeting hours before the release that he was wrapping up. It sounded like he wasn't sleeping during Christmas. <laughs> he told his mom that he couldn't see her during the holidays and she would have to wait until <laughs> January. So now that I've seen the video, I understand he had to have put so many hours of work into this video because there is a lot of CGI in it, a lot of computer graphics in it, a lot of technological enhancements in the video. For example, there are wolves in the video that are CGI and they're stalking Taylor through the woods. And there are a lot of effects with trees and branches wrapping around Taylor. I couldn't really even tell you all of the effects because it seemed like there were so many in this video. All of the scenes in the forest and especially with the wolves chasing Taylor, to me, made me think of lines from I Know Places. Me too. I was thinking the same thing. 
And I just wanted to mention, you guys should go follow Joseph Kahn on Twitter if you haven't yet. He's a really funny person to follow. Somebody had asked him, are the wolves real? And he goes, this question is so deep. And then in a new tweet, he goes, the question isn't if the wolves are real, but am I real? Have you met me? No, I could be a computer generated Asian man. You don't know. (laughs) So I guess he left it open to interpretation on if those wolves were CGI. But like you said, Steph, I'm sure they were. An interesting thing about this video is no one else appears in the video. It's only Taylor. And so when you compare that to something like Bad Blood, it's very different. And really the only other video during the 1989 era where only Taylor is featured is I think Style. Or no, Style actually has a male actor. So this is the only video where only Taylor is featured in it. So when we first saw the first couple of photos from the set of the video, I guess I didn't really have any expectations because at the time we didn't even know 100% for sure that Out of the Woods even was what the video was. You mean when she first posted that picture of the mud? No, I mean, when she was over in New Zealand and we knew she was filming something. Oh, yes. We knew she was in a tank of water and we thought Out of the Woods was the new single, but we weren't sure. So I was just kind of curious to see what was going to end up happening. And I think that it was a really good opportunity that they took advantage of all the scenery in New Zealand since Taylor was over there. Overall, I feel like the video could have worked for a few different songs, but I don't know that it really captured what, to me, Out of the Woods has always been about. Yeah, I remember we talked about a long time ago, our ideas for a video for Out of the Woods. And I mentioned, I thought maybe it could be a tour video, but then everybody else started talking about how Out of the Woods could really be a story video. It captures a story. And once all of you started talking about that, I thought, oh yeah, Out of the Woods doesn't really make sense for a tour video. And that was when I decided New Romantic should be a tour video. Well, now I think there's not going to be a tour video at all. But I still agree that Out of the Woods is one of the songs on 1989 that really does have a story to it. And the video could have told a story. But in my opinion, it didn't really tell that much of a story. I think because it was only Taylor in this video, it's hard to have too much of a story because Out of the Woods is about a relationship. And I remember all the way back from the Secret Sessions when Taylor was talking about each song, how she described Out of the Woods, and I think she might have even said this in Rolling Stone or some other interviews, is that the song is about the anxiety of never knowing if a relationship's going to make it to the next day. And then she somewhere said something along the lines of, Just because it's like that doesn't mean it's still not a beautiful relationship. Do you guys remember that? Yeah, I remember that. Although I do think this video captures the anxiety aspect of it. Taylor's being stalked by wolves. There's fire. She's in the water. She's in the mud. Well, I have one question for you guys and how you both mentioned that, yes, this song is about one specific relationship. But don't you think it could also be relative to the entire 1989 era and the reason i say that is because of how she put in the quote she lost him at the beginning and then she put in the quote at the end which is the same quote that ends the tour when you're at the show she lost him but she found herself and somehow that was everything and i think the video more symbolized 
the whole entire era, the transition from red to 1989, as opposed to one specific relationship. Yeah, that's a really good point. I guess I think that clean is more the song that captures the spirit of the 1989 era. But clean obviously isn't going to be a single. Part of me thought that she decided to use those quotes because this is going to be the final video and final single of the 1989 era. I think that it kind of comes back to the problem that is the problem with everything in this era, that all of the songs are so good. And obviously not all of them can be singles and not all of them can be videos. And there's so many good lyrics and quotes and so much more she could do if she wanted to drag this era out for another year or more, she would still have things to do. And so I guess it just came down to what was realistic and what they had time to do and just sort of how she wanted to wrap things up because it seems like, you know, the tour's over, the tour video's out, the Grammys are going to be sort of the last piece of this era that she's really ready to move on to the next thing in whatever timeline that takes. I definitely agree with all that. That makes sense. I will say this probably is not my favorite video. When you compare Blank Space to this, it's difficult for me to say that this is better than Blank Space, but it's still really great. It clearly took a lot of time and effort, and this video has a lot of really cool symbolism in it that you might not really see on your first viewing of the video, but one cool thing is that this video shows all the elements. For example, there's fire, there's earth, when Taylor's in the mud, there's water, when she's in the water, and there's air, she's on top of this mountain. And I think they really took a lot of time to think about symbolic parts of this video, which is really cool. For me, this video sort of reminded me of Style and Wildest Dreams. I don't know if because Wildest Dreams was filmed in an exotic location and this was sort of exotic in New Zealand. Style had a lot of the sort of abstract imagery that this one had. Yeah, exactly. So it sort of reminded me of both of those videos, which is interesting because Joseph Kahn didn't direct style. And Wildest Dreams had the animals, just like this one had the wolves. And this one had the reference to the necklace, just like style had the reference to the necklace. Yeah, that was an interesting part of the video. Taylor rips off the necklace. I think people on Tumblr said she looks like the old lady Rose in Titanic when she rips off the heart of the ocean or whatever and throws it in the water. Taylor liked that idea. And isn't there, I think I saw going around, a lot of people are making comparisons between this video and the I Knew You Were Trouble video because that video, the monologue in it had the message about losing yourself and then this one was more about finding yourself and there are some like side-by-side images that I've seen that made it seem like it was trying to go off of that. Yeah, that was actually my favorite part about this video. There's this photo from Trouble, the opening scene where Taylor's laying on the ground trying to lift herself up with the words over it. It says, the worst part of it all wasn't losing him, it was losing me. And then in the Out of the Woods video, there's a similar photo where Taylor's lifting herself off the ground. And of course, for this video, the message is she lost him, but she found herself and somehow that was everything. So it is really interesting to compare the message of Red to the message of 1989, sort of like Adam was saying earlier, Taylor has found herself. 
it really is cool how she does those connections, like the one you just mentioned, and you know something as simple as the tour connecting Wildest Dreams with Enchanted, and just the the ways that she finds to connect this era to older eras is cool. Yeah, I really don't know how she does it, how she comes up with those ideas. Thinking back on it, I really think that I Knew You Were Trouble is one of my favorite videos that she's ever done. It definitely was a really good video, and it sort of told a story. It did, and that's one of the things that I've missed about most of the videos this era. I mean, Blank Space had kind of a story, Wildest Dreams had a story, but it just isn't the same as the kinds of stories in her videos in the past. Yeah, when you compare the story elements of videos like You Belong With Me and I Knew You Were Trouble, these aren't quite the same. But I think what I like the most is that all throughout each era, Taylor has not been afraid to try new things for videos. She's always working with new directors and doing new concepts and not afraid to really put a lot of work into it. I know there were articles going around about how for this video for Out of the Woods, she was in the mud and doing all these things and she was just like working so hard and refused to quit until they got it right. So I love that she's always going all out. I agree. And going back to Joseph Kahn, he did tweet exactly what you were saying, Ashley. He tweeted that Taylor was so dedicated to making this video. I, meaning Joseph Kahn, was wrapped in snow gear and she was in a dress. She suffered for her art. And then also that she chose to stay in the mud for hours to keep the shoot moving. She wasn't in and out. So she really does take her video seriously. And that's cool. Yeah, it was really cool to read about the actual filming. One thing that I'm still sort of depressed that we never got was more information about how Wildest Dreams was filmed. I don't even know when Taylor had time to go to Africa. I still cannot understand that and wrap my mind around it. But at least with this video, Joseph is giving us some insight into the filming of it. And the video is already almost up to 14 million views just in less than two days, which is very exciting. So if you aren't one of the 14 million views of the Out of the Woods music video, then be sure to check it out. And if you've already watched it, then continue watching it so Taylor can continue to break Vivo records. And let us know what you think about the video. We'd love to hear from you. Tweet us, email us, and let us know your thoughts. Next we have Taylor's calendar, so you'll know exactly when to tune into things. On January 6th, which is probably the day that this episode will be coming out, the People's Choice Awards will be airing on CBS at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central, and Taylor has quite a few nominations. She has Favorite Female Artist, Favorite Pop Artist, Favorite Song for Bad Blood, and Favorite Social Media Celebrity, and she hasn't attended the past few years, but who knows, she could. And then we are a little bit more than a month away from the Grammys. The 58th Grammy Awards will be held on February 15th, and Taylor has seven nominations, and those nominations are Album of the Year for 1989, Record of the Year for Blank Space, Song of the Year for Blank Space, Best Pop Solo Performance for Blank Space, Best Pop Duo Group Performance for Bad Blood with Kendrick Lamar, Best Pop Vocal Album for 1989, and Best Music Video for Bad Blood. So be sure to tune in to everything to see if Taylor wins, and we will definitely be talking about 
the awards that Taylor wins for the People's Choice Awards next week on episode 138. For now, we want to go back to our year in review of 2015. This is something we do every year, and it's always a lot of fun to talk about our favorite moments from the year. There are always so many, and I'm sure we miss some, but it's just always fun to reminisce and talk about some of the biggest moments of the year. So the first thing we wanted to talk about was our favorite live performance of Taylor's in 2015. And we're going to exclude the tour from this category because we would be here probably talking for three hours if we included that. (laughs) So kind of surprisingly, aside from tour, Taylor didn't have very many award show performances at all. No. So the only award shows that she did appear on singing for a brief time were the iHeartRadio Awards where she had the surprise duet with Madonna. And then at the VMA Awards, she had a surprise duet with Nicki Minaj. And I think we were a little disappointed that she didn't perform at the Billboards or the Grammys or really anything. She did do Blank Space at the Brits. And that ended up being the tour performance. So that was in February of 2015. I think she was just so focused on the tour that, you know, she didn't really have time or have the need to perform at these shows. If you remember back, we all thought that she was going to be performing at the Grammys in 2015. But then if you remember, she wrote on Tumblr a few days beforehand that she was just too busy working on the tour, so she wasn't going to perform. Yeah, and that was surprising. So she had a few just random performances throughout the year that also stood out. She had the Grammy Museum session performance where she released the video performing Out of the Woods on piano. She had Nova's Red Room in Australia where she released acoustic performances of Shake It Off and Wildest Dreams. And then much earlier in the year, she was a surprise guest at Kenny Chesney's show in Nashville. Those were all very cool. I really don't know that I could pick a favorite out of those that you just listed. Although I guess if I were forced, I would say Out of the Woods on Piano. I would have to agree. I would have to agree, but coming in a close second for me was Shake It Off, because I just never thought that that song would work acoustic. I think we even talked about this on an episode way back in the past, that would Taylor ever perform this acoustic like as a secret song in a future tour or something like that? And I said, I don't think so because I didn't think it would work well, but she completely changed my opinion. Shake It Off Acoustic is unbelievable. She has a way of reinventing her own songs to make them amazing. Wildest Dreams Acoustic was also pretty cool to hear. And we actually didn't get to hear Blank Space from that performance at the Nova Red Room. And we also didn't get to hear Out of the Woods, although the Out of the Woods at the Nova Red Room was also on piano. So I'm guessing it was similar to the one at the Grammy Museum. But still, I wouldn't object to hearing it again in a different setting. (laughs) Maybe someday she'll release those. So it sounds like we all agree that our favorite non-tour live performance was Out of the Woods at the Grammy Museum. Definitely. Yes. And all of these songs we mentioned that were played acoustic, 
I think are potential songs that could be played at the Grammys, but we'll discuss that a little more in detail, I'm sure, as the Grammys get closer in our Grammy prediction episode. Next, we want to talk about our favorite red carpet outfits in 2015. And even though Taylor wasn't as present at award shows as she has been in the past, she still had a lot of appearances this year. And she had a lot of great outfits, just running down some of them. For the Grammys, she wore the gorgeous teal layered dress. Uh, At the Brit Awards, she wore her black and red dress and it had a dragon on it then she attended a golden globes after party and she wore this gorgeous golden yellow floor length gown she went to the l style awards and she wore this black and green dress that had lace overlays on it then at the iHeartRadio music awards she wore a short black sparkly dress that had cutouts the top part of it reminded me of her outfit for Bad Blood during tour. Then at the ACM Awards, she wore this gorgeous light blue sparkly dress. At the Billboard Awards, she wore a white cutout jumpsuit. And then at the VMAs, she wore a sequent crop top outfit combo. So there were a lot of really good dresses this year. For me, my favorite would be the Grammy dress. Agreed. My favorite was the Brit Awards, just because of how unique it was with the the dragon on the back and then the tail going all the way down the back, all the way to the ground. It was just really unique and interesting. And her hair in that one was really different. It was very, very like up and short. I don't know how to describe it, but... Yeah, that one's a close probably second for me and I also really loved the blue dress that she wore at the ACM awards but Taylor always knows how to look good on the red carpet she really never misses I really did love the light blue ACM dress a lot so I'm excited to see what she wears for the Grammys this year I bet she already has it picked out I bet she does our next category is tough and it's our favorite tour outfit and we've been talking really all year in 2015 about the tour outfits there are so many you have the opening with her metallic skirt and crop top and then she goes to the crop top and shorts for a little bit then she moves into the pink crop top and skirt for how you get the girl and the white crop top and shorts outfit for really a lengthy portion of the tour including onto the b stage And then you've also got her outfit for style and this love, which changes a lot. Uh, She's varied that one up. Then you've got the Bad Blood and also We Are Never Ever Getting Back Together outfit, the black outfit. And then, of course, you've got the Enchanted Wildest Dreams, which the first time you see the tour looks like a sparkly dress but she tears off the bottom and reveals that it's actually a sparkly jumpsuit for Out of the Woods. And then you have the crop top and skirt for Shake It Off, which changes colors. So it's really hard to pick. There were so many good outfits. It's not hard for me. I can predict what you're going to say. Pink Shake It Off outfit. Best outfit of the tour. Yes, I was right. I was so right. 
But really, you're right, because there's like five others that I like just as much. Well, my favorite was actually one that was only worn, I think, one time. And that was the really unique black out of the woods outfit. Yeah, I really loved that one. She should have worn that more. I even loved just the opening Welcome to New York outfit because she changed up the elements of it so much. When she added the sunglasses and the jacket would change. The skirt would change. Sometimes even the top would change. Yeah, I agree with that. My absolute favorite would be the blue style outfit that she only wore very few times. And other than that, it would be the out of the woods jumpsuit. I love it with the skirt too. When she's just sitting at the piano for Wildest Dreams. And then when she rips it off and you just have this gorgeous sequin jumpsuit. And obviously, we can't forget to give credit to the Olaf outfit. (laughs) Absolutely. That was a great outfit. The Fifth Harmony costume that she wore, I also liked. Oh, yeah. It was blue. It's gorgeous. Oh, and I forgot my other favorite. So really, every outfit. I cannot forget the How You Get the Girl pink light-up dress. Oh, absolutely. I think I have hundreds and hundreds of pictures of just that dress. It was so unique and just really cool to see it light up and then change colors. You know what I never noticed before that I noticed when watching 1989 live is how big the battery pack on that thing is. It is. Yeah, it's sort of like sewn into the dress, but you can still see it. Yeah, it's huge. It must be heavy. Yeah, I guess that's why she needs time to get into that outfit. They have sort of the intro before she actually comes out on stage. Well, it seemed like Taylor was mostly on tour for all of 2015, but she did sometimes appear out in public in just regular outfits, regular clothing, even just for Loft 89, she was in regular clothes. And Taylor is just such a style icon. People are inspired by her fashion sense, and that's why every week we talk about her fashion. Because a lot of people like to either buy items that are what Taylor wears or items that are similar because she just has such a great fashion sense and she really looks good all the time. And of course, 2015 was no exception. She looked great whether she was out running errands, going to the gym, hiking in the woods. (laughs) She always looked great. And so we can't cover every single outfit, but we wanted to talk about some of our favorites. Well, I can go first. And I want to mention this moment because it really set the internet, Twitter and Tumblr on fire. And that's when Taylor wore the light purple dress with a headband. And I think it was when she was leaving her New York apartment. And the reason people went so crazy about it was because it brought everybody back to the Speak Now era, basically the way she dressed back, you know, four years ago. Oh, yeah. That was a free people purple dress. Very lacy. And like Adam said, with the headband that she wore, really just completely around her head, much like she did during the Speak Now era. That was a great outfit. Another outfit that I think set the internet aflame was when Taylor wore black overalls with a white short sleeve crop top. She was out and about in New York with Calvin Harris and Ed Sheeran was also there, which probably helped the internet being set on fire that day. (laughs) But the outfit was just such a good combination. She wore black boots 
with these overalls and ever since she did that I noticed overalls were in stores more and I think people have been wearing them more. Taylor really just sets the trends for everybody whether it's ankle booties, crop tops, rompers, jumpsuits and with this overalls it was just something very different for her and she looked fantastic. I wonder what that's like to know that you have the power to just literally dictate the fashion trends. She really does. People may not believe that, but Taylor started wearing rompers and all of a sudden everybody had them. Like if she decided that 80s workout clothes were back in style, everyone would start selling off the shoulder sweatshirts again. Absolutely. Scrunchies. She really can do anything. Jellies. <laughs> <laughs> She really could, and we've been seeing her do this for years, even back with during the red era, the high-waisted shorts, all of a sudden you saw stores carrying them everywhere. And speaking of that, another one of my favorites was actually just recently she was in the airport and she wore a crop top with, I think it was sort of a skirt slash angled skirt, and it was red plaid, and that style is something she also embraced during this era with short angled skirts and I've noticed those have been becoming more and more popular as well. Well next we wanted to talk about some of our favorite comments that Taylor made on social media in 2015 and I think 2015 was really sort of defined by sassy Taylor. She had some very sassy tweets and comments on social media I love Sassy Taylor, so for me it was very exciting. Some examples of this happened very early on in 2015. Taylor was hacked on Twitter in January of 2015, and she quickly tweeted after regaining control of her account, and one of her messages said, P.S. Any hackers saying they have quote-unquote nudes? Shh, you'd love that, wouldn't you? Have fun photoshopping because you got nothing in all caps. That was a great one. It really was. Another two of my favorites were when Taylor responded to misleading headlines and the media making up stories about Taylor. One was when the media was suggesting that Lord and Taylor were fighting. And Taylor tweeted, Media, when you say Lord and Taylor are fighting, by fighting, do you mean FaceTiming constantly from the United States to New Zealand and LOLing at you? Thanks, bye. <laughs> and the other time Taylor responded to the media was when OK Magazine tweeted a headline suggesting that Taylor was announcing that she was pregnant because she actually was helping fans announce a pregnancy. And Taylor tweeted, at OK Magazine, this misleading headline and your choice of words in labeling me are why we need feminism in 2015. And then she included a photo of an orca spy hopping in the ocean. And there's a caption that says, I came out of the ocean because you need to stop. Well, my favorite was definitely the one about her and Lord fighting because I just love how she ended it. She just goes, thanks, bye. <laughs> I liked the one where she included the picture of the whale. That's my favorite. I put that on a shirt for a tour. We also wanted to talk about Taylor's 
photos that she posted on social media rather than only her comments and tweets. And she posted a lot of photos on social media in 2015, especially on Instagram. Like we mentioned earlier, she gained so many followers this past year. And there were a lot of really good ones. A lot were covered in the nine best that we talked about earlier in this episode, especially ones with Olivia and Meredith. Some other photos that were my personal favorites included when Taylor posted photos after going to Delaney's home in Colorado just a couple weeks ago. That was one of my favorite moments of the whole year. The fact that Taylor took the time to go to Delaney's home is a testament to her character and why we love her so much. And there were some other great ones like Taylor's swan squad photos and her swan goals on the inflatable swan with Calvin. My favorite was when she posted the picture of the big scratch on her leg and Taylor joked that Meredith now owes her $40 million because of that article that came out that claimed she was insuring her legs for $40 million. And <laughs> like we mentioned before, more swift sass. That was a great one. And I also loved, I think one of my favorites would have to be from the 4th of July, Taylor's photo with Ed that she posted when he showed up all dressed up in costume. Definitely. Ed is a fun part of the group and he likes to have fun. That was especially funny for me because I saw him here in concert on July 3rd and I thought, hey, I bet he's going straight to Taylor's house. And sure enough, he was. <laughs> and then to wrap up, we just wanted to talk about our overall favorite moment of Taylor from the year. And this is impossible because there are just so many great moments, but a few of our favorites that stood out, again, aside from chore, because we'd be here all night, are when she won the ACM Milestone Award presented by her mom. Um, another great one was when she had her guest appearance on SNL for the Californians skit. Um, another one that I loved was when she was walking backwards in L.A. to hide from the paparazzi. That was so funny. <laughs> and then another great one was winning an Emmy for the Blank Space music video to add to her collection of awards. Those were all great. And like I mentioned earlier, another very recent favorite moment of 2015 is when Taylor went to visit Delaney in Colorado. As Taylor said, I don't know if you guys saw this online, but I believe she sent pictures to all the people on her tour or like framed photos, including all the dancers and backup singers and bandmates. And I believe the quote on it said that even though she was born in 1989, 2015 was her favorite year. And that is so true. That was such a good quote. And such a nice gesture to send that to everybody on the crew. And my favorite moment, I don't think it was on this list that Ashley just read, but it's just very simply the tour because the tour was just so awesome and can't beat it. And I think that even though all of her tours have been memorable, this is really the one that's going to be talked about for years and decades. And a long time ago on an episode, I remember us making the comparison of people that can look back now into like the 80s or 90s and be like, I was there for this Madonna tour or this Michael Jackson tour, these really iconic things. And I think the 1989 tour is going to be that. Absolutely. 2015 was truly Taylor's year. So hopefully in 2035, when I tell people I went to 13 1989 shows, they'll find that impressive. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we're really excited to see what Taylor has in store for us for 2016. 
and we'll be here throughout the whole year telling you what's going on. So we hope you'll listen and follow along with us to see what surprises Taylor has in store for us this year. Before we go, just a few quick reminders. Please press the subscribe button on iTunes and it will download the latest episode for you automatically. You can contact us on several different social media websites. We're on Twitter and our handle is at SwiftCast13. On Tumblr, we're SwiftCast13.tumblr.com. You can find us on Instagram at Instagram.com slash TheSwiftCast13. We're on Facebook at Facebook.com slash TheSwiftCast. You can send us an email at TheSwiftCast13 at gmail.com. You can also visit our website, which is www.swiftcast13.com, and on the website you can listen to all of our older episodes. iTunes will only show you our last 100 episodes, so be sure to check out our website to listen to all of them. And before we sign off for the week, we have a few predictions of what Taylor will do this year in 2016. Oh, you surprised me. I was thinking we were going to do our normal, what will Taylor do next week? For this one, we're going to go with what we think will happen this year. I think she's absolutely going to win Album of the Year at the Grammys next month. I also think, despite what Taylor has been saying about taking a break, she will continue with her usual timeline and release an album, maybe not exactly in October, but... I think we'll at least get details about album number six in 2016. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that I think that sometime this year, Taylor is going to get a third cat. Ooh. I just think she is. I think Olivia needs a friend since Meredith is checked out. (laughs) My prediction will be pretty similar to Steph's. Uh, I think that she will rack up a couple of Grammys out of her seven nominations to add to her pile of Grammys that she already does have. And I also think that we will get an album and I think that it will shatter more records and do better than 1989 did. And I also think that this will not be the last Taylor and Apple collaboration. I think they will be doing a lot together throughout the year in whatever way that turns out. Well, whatever happens in 2016, like we said earlier, we will be here So we look forward to talking with all of you throughout the year, and we will see you again next week on episode 138. For now, for episode 137, this has been Steph, Ashley, and Adam. And we will see you next week. Thank you. Bye, guys. See ya. Thank you for listening to this episode of SwiftCast. Visit us on the web at theswiftcast.com. SwiftCast is not directly affiliated with Taylor Swift, Big Machine Label Group, or 13 Management.